Hey there, welcome to Leading with Grace, the podcast for women going through separation and divorce. Here I get to share with you principles and tools that will help you to create a revelatory relationship with God so that you can navigate your own separation and divorce with greater peace, confidence, and love for yourself. Hello and welcome back. All right. First off, I want to express how grateful I am that you are here and that um, I just, I don't know, I've just been feeling so much gratitude um, for all of you that come back and listen every week. And yesterday, as I was praying and meditating, I felt such gratitude for what I get to do as well. And at the same time, my heart hurts for so many that are seeking what I have to offer and not being able to find me. And so I want to ask you to help me to find those that are feeling heavy, heavy from their marriage, from their separation and divorce, from their faith that feels like it's failing them. And whatever it is, will you send them my way? Will you send them to my podcast and to my Instagram site? I'll have links to all of this in the show notes. And, you know, I'm not that, that hard to find. <laughs> and if I am, let me know, let me know what else I can do to make it easier um, to be found. But I'm asking you to share this podcast with one other person and to, to sit with your heart space and to let, let that tell you who needs who needs my help who i can help and and reach out all right so um and so thank you thank you so much for doing that i'm so grateful all right as i've been thinking about how to extend my reach to more people uh, more women seeking a deeper more personal relationship with god our father in heaven and jesus christ I could tell that my brain wanted to be afraid of the pain of that effort. And I found that when I'm honestly acknowledging these thoughts and feelings, I'm actually opening up the spiritual wisdom within me and the spiritual wisdom of God and to begin conversing on this level. And what he taught me got me to see fear and pain and even hardship in a new light. And I wanted to share all this with you. So I want to share with you my conversation with God and to read what I wrote um, in my journal. And just to let you know, and I'm sure I've, I've mentioned it in previous episodes, but so I pray a little differently. <laughs> um, and I've been doing this for, in all honesty, I think I've been doing this my whole life. I'm just um, in the last several months, have just opened my eyes to realizing that that getting on our knees is one form of praying, but there's so many other ways of praying. And the one way that has really that has really tightened and oh, what is that word? Um, I'm sorry, I can't even think what the word is, but what has really brought me closer to my Heavenly Father and to my Savior Jesus Christ is to write out my prayers. 
and that I don't have a certain way of starting it or ending it or how it's supposed to sound like. I just sit down and sometimes it begins with a brain dump where I just sit and start telling him what I'm worried about or what I'm concerned about or what I'm feeling. Sometimes starting with a feeling is always the easiest place like like Heavenly Father or God or Father or Dad, however you want to address him. Today, I'm just feeling really heavy. And that's where I begin and then start writing it out. All right. But as I have found that I'm honest with him, I naturally go from my head down to my heart. And this one particular morning, that is how it began was I was beginning with my head where I was feeling some fear and pain. And then just naturally, I began to go down to my heart space, my spirit space, and to really open up to his wisdom. And so this is what I want to share with you. Um, there is thoughts of fear and pain. As I breathe into these thoughts, I ask myself, is this true? Now, just to give you a little bit of background, um, again, I was thinking about how I can reach to more women, reach out to more women. How can I find them? How can I make it easier for them to find me? And as I was thinking about the this desire, okay, thoughts of fear and pain did come up. And so that's where I began. There, there are these thoughts of fear and pain. And as I breathe into those thoughts, I ask myself, is this true? Does it matter? What if there really is fear and pain. So what? What is pain? What is fear? Just a thought, a belief, a choice to take on. And I took it on. I saw it. I felt it, the fear and pain. And then this is what Christ said. But I took it up mine and yours. I couldn't bear one without the other. Do you see? And this made me pause at this point. And I asked myself, do I really understand what he's telling me? And the answer was yes and no. And so I asked him a question. Why is fear and pain just a thought? And the answer came back was, it's how the brain sees the world. It sees or perceives pain and suffering, and it is afraid of it. But being fearful is creating self-suffering. Fear of not being enough, for instance, not being pretty enough, not being good enough, loving enough, worthy enough, faithful enough righteous enough. So do you see how this is creating so much self-suffering? The suffering isn't outside of ourselves. It is what is created within ourselves. It is our own choosing. One of the things that I've, I've learned from the past, and I actually don't remember where I learned this from. Oh, now I remember from a good friend of mine. And, and she taught me that pain is mandatory, but suffering 
is optional. And so as I was pondering upon this truth, I asked the next question. So what do I do with such human and fleshy perceptions when the thoughts of fear arise? And then a single word came into my being, into my heart. And the word was Christ. That his pain and fears were so great that he was willing to take upon the cross so that you would take upon his yoke and no more. He took the cross alone so you could partner with him. My pain, my fear, my trepidations are but a yoke in comparison to Christ's cross. And then he said, this is all I ask. So simple, so small. You are always yoked to him. You are always with him and him with you. You don't have to ask for it. You don't have to beg for it. He just did it. He yoked himself to you. Can you see this? Can you feel it? That you are never alone. That this yoke is a covenant connection that he has made with you. And as I was writing all of these words down, I felt such a deep feeling of gratitude for what he did for me, for you, and for all of the human family. And I'm only asked to acknowledge the yoke and to use that as a means of letting Christ help me with whatever I am meant to carry and create. It is the only way. Now, as I was pondering upon the significance of partnering with Christ, the word yoke stood out to me. And knowing me, <laughs> I'm going to do some digging on this word. Okay. And one of my favorite places to begin is in the dictionary. It's finding the etymology of the word. And lately it's been finding the Aramaic of the word. And so I've posted on the link um, a place that I I looked up in regards to the significance of the word yoke in the Bible and as it relates to the Aramaic language. Now, if you don't know about the Aramaic language, it is considered the oldest language. And so I love to just go back to the origin of languages, the origin story, and to see what was meant at that time and how it still relates to us today. And so the yoke, um, I'm sure many of you know, is usually made from a circular, circular wooden halter, okay? And it's placed on the animal's neck and it can be harnessed to a plow, cart, or other vehicle. And that an ordinary yoke is normally designed for two animals, but sometimes it can be designed for just one. That can also be common. And the yoke is a symbol of servitude and service in the Bible. Okay. It can emphasize the weight of oppression and can be a symbol of burden of slavery or taxes. However, there is also another meaning and symbol of the yoke and it is the service of god the yoke of the kingdom of man or the yoke of the kingdom of heaven 
And so I love this yoke as a symbol of service and servitude. And something that came up for me as I was thinking about this is that it's not only us serving God, it's not only us serving our fellow man and helping them with whatever they are going through, but it's also a symbol of how Christ serves us, how he serves us every day of how because of his atonement, that that grace and mercy is an enabling power for us to get through whatever we need to get through. And that we get to decide to whom we will serve. We get to decide to whom we will mentally yoke ourselves to. Will we mentally and spiritually yoke ourselves to the world? Or will we mentally and spiritually yoke ourselves to Christ, to our Heavenly Father, to our Heavenly Parents? So it is a choice, an internal choice we get to decide. And I can tell you that there are so many times where I wanted to and disserve the negative self-talk of my brain. Like when it is saying that something's too scary or too painful to do something or too heavy or too hard. And when I do fall into those beliefs, then life feels what for me? It feels hard. It feels heavy. It feels so impossible. And just like me just talking about that, like when I'm thinking something's hard and heavy, oh, I feel so impossible. And then I'm more likely to ask, where are you, God? Why aren't you here? Can you see me and feel me and hear me? And and I know that I am not <laughs> the only one banging my head against my own brain. Like, I know I'm not the only one. We all do it. We all have done it. We all have felt so heavy and so endless in what we are seeking and searching for. But I want to share with you a good news, another way, another option. And this is it, that you get to decide the reality you want to believe in and live into. Reality is something you get to choose. And what does that mean? It means that you get to decide if you want to believe that something is hard, painful, and scary. And it might be true. But if you can consider that they are just thoughts, that means you get to decide how you want to think about what is before you. Seriously. Think about the challenges you are facing right now. It might be a divorce. It might be a pending divorce. It might be a custody issue, breaking the news to family, friends, and children about a challenge you're going through. It could be single-parented, death, illness, chronic pain, whatever it is. Just me listing out all of these challenges feels heavy and hard and impossible and even improbable to defeat. But that's because I am looking inward. I see myself with my head down, unable and unwilling to look up and around myself. But what if just what if there is another way to think of it, another way to believe in it? 
And who and what am I asking you to believe in? One single word, one single word that can change the negative self-talk and the negative beliefs. And that word is Christ. Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the atoning one, the resurrection and the light, the light of the world, the Prince of Peace, your Jesus, your Christ. Even his very name can invoke love and hope and possibility. He came to this world to take upon him pain and suffering, your pain, your suffering. He came to this world to take upon him his cross so that all you had to do is take upon yourself his yoke. That's it. That's all. To acknowledge the, the yoke that connects you to him and to him to you. To ask to be released from the natural burdens and heaviness of this life is basically saying that you want to be released from your connection with Christ. To be released from his yoke. In other words, there would be no yoke. There would be no need for a yoke. There would be no need for a partnership, a companionship. There would be no need for covenants. And is that really what you want? To be released from Christ. And as you're pondering upon this question, I want to share with you a beautiful story that illustrates a promise of how burdens can become light because of the yoking of Christ. And it's found in the Book of Mormon. And here is Alma, who used to be one of the priests of King Noah and came to believe the words of a prophet that there was a Christ and that he was going to come down to the, this earth and he was going to save us. And Alma believed in his words. And he not only believed in it, but he believed in it so strongly, he began to teach it to other people. And they began to believe in it. And they decided to follow Christ and to be baptized in his name. And they did. Shortly thereafter, they were discovered by King Noah. And so they had to run away and hide themselves. However, in their hiding, they were brought into bondage by the Lamanites and the other exiled priests of the king of King Noah. And as they were in bondage, okay, they were they. And I'm going to quote this from from Isaiah chapter 24 verses nine and ten. If you want to look that up, they were put tasks upon them and put taskmasters ma taskmasters over them. And it came to bed that so great were their afflictions that they began to cry mightily to God. Okay, we've all been there where we have felt that what is put on our shoulders is so heavy. And what other people are asking us to do or to be seems so impossible. That we can't help but cry to God and ask him where he is. 
And so continuing on, the Lord heard their prayers and answered with a promise of relief, specifically citing the covenant that they had made with him at the time of their baptism. Saying, lift up your heads and be of good comfort, for I know of the covenant which ye have made unto me, and I will covenant with my people and deliver them out of bondage. And I will also ease the burdens which are put upon your shoulders, that even you cannot feel them upon your backs, even while you are in bondage. And this will I do, that ye may stand as witnesses for me hereafter, and that ye may know of a surety that I, the Lord God, do visit my people in their afflictions. He didn't say he was going to take their burdens from them. He said he was going to ease their burdens. And why? To be a witness. What are you meant to be a witness of? Because of what you are asked to do. And I want you to take this journal prompt and I want you to write it down to really ponder and think about it. What are you asked to be a witness of as you're going through a divorce, as you're going through health issues, as you're even going through your conflicting feelings with your church, with your faith, even with God? Why are you meant to face this? And who are you to be a witness of? And so, with Alma and his people, they were a witness of God's promise that he takes care of his people that have chosen to covenant with him and to be yoked with him. And now it came to pass that the burdens which were laid upon Alma and his brethren were made light. Okay? It wasn't taken away. It was just made light. Yea, the Lord did strengthen them that they could bear up their burdens with ease. And they did submit cheerfully and with patience to all the wills of the Lord. All right. And so when I read that part, submit cheerfully and with patience, what comes up for me and what tells me is that it was still a conscious choice. They had to choose every day to submit themselves to yoking themselves spiritually and mentally with Christ or to yoke themselves spiritually and, men and mentally with outside circumstances, with what they did not have control over. And yet they chose to believe in Christ's yoke. They chose to believe in the power of that connection as a covenant people, and that they began to look upward and outward to see Christ, to feel Christ, and to know Christ, and what it is like to, to acknowledge this burden and to carry it with him. So my friend, I just want you to know that you and I are never meant to walk this life alone. He's here for you. He always has. He always will. And I'm so grateful to be reminded of this every day. And I just want you to know that I can help you to more fully connect with him. And that my greatest desire 
is to help women, women of faith going through separation and divorce, to partner with Christ and to deepen your relationship with him so that you can feel him and see him and know him for yourself. That I know that it's not enough for you to hear the testimony of others when you're wondering where your own testimony is, where your own belief is, where your own conviction is. And I just want you to know that having this tangible conviction has affected my life experience in so many ways. And it has truly lightened my burden. It has truly lifted me up with such ease. It has been amazing. It has healed my mind and my heart. It has aligned my truest, most inherent self. It has aligned me with God and Christ. It has shown me how to ask and receive answers to my questions about custody, separation agreement, what to accept, what not to accept. How to negotiate from a place of self-integrity, honesty, love, goodness, and grace. How to approach co-parenting from a place of peace and goodwill. How to parent with greater understanding and grace for what my own kids are going through. And to receive tangible revelation. Like I get to hear him and feel his direction and wisdom. And I want to share this with you so badly because your burden does not have to feel heavy. That there is another way. And so I want to share this with you. If anything, I want you to book a discovery call with me right now, today, because you are never meant to do this alone. And in actuality, you aren't alone. You just need to begin to look up and look outward. And I can help you to do that. Before I end, I just want to leave with you two things. I want to read to you the words of the Savior in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. And he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that is a promise, my friend, a promise to you and to me and to every single human being on this planet, no matter what you are going through. President Hunter, who was a president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints back in the 1990s, said this about the yoke of Christ. By taking the yoke of Jesus upon us and feeling what he felt for the sins of the world, we learn most deeply of him and we especially learn how to be like him. And as we choose to take upon his yoke and to learn most deeply of him and learn how to be like him, we become a witness of him. We become a witness of the miracle of the yoke. To all those 
who are truly seeking it. Thank you so much again for coming. That's all I've got for today. I will see you next time. Take care. Thank you so much for coming. If you want to learn more about how to confidently navigate your separation and divorce, subscribe to this podcast and get on my email list at heonorthcoaching.com. That's H-Y-O-N-O-R-T-H coaching.com. All links will be found in the show notes. Until next time, take care.